The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we are going to radiate realness with Christine Kane, who is the author of this new book, The Soul Sourced Entrepreneur. And I'll hold it for our YouTube viewers, Soul Sourced Entrepreneur, an unconventional success plan for the highly creative, secretly sensitive, and wildly ambitious, i.e. me. <laughs> <laughs> You wrote this book for me, Christine. I did. I really did. And I've had, it's so funny how many people have said that when they read the subtitle. Um, yeah, that, that little secretly sensitive thing seems to raise a lot of like hands in the air. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's my honor to be here. Oh my gosh. And, and you are in uh, rainy, gray, cold North Carolina right now. I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, we're missing all the good snow, but we're uh, we're enjoying some good damp, cold days here. So it's okay. We'll get to the snow, I'm sure. <laughs> the sole sourced entrepreneur. You know, I kind of t- tongue in cheek, jokingly said that that was me, but I believe that must be you as well. Yeah, I always. Um... I, I try to make sure, like, since we're talking about radiating realness, mm-hmm. I I have been in many a mastermind with all kinds of seven, eight, and nine-figure entrepreneurs who say things like, oh, my dad was an entrepreneur, his dad was an entrepreneur, their grandfathers, and, you know, line, long lines of entrepreneurs. And for me, I learned this as I went, and I always thought to myself, wow, I must not be cut out for business and doing this thing that I love because there's so many challenges that come up with, uh, uh, that you come up against that if you aren't understanding who you are in how you handle them, you can often become very false. You can become, uh, you start to question yourself and you start to play little games and become a little bit maybe more manipulative. 
And my journey uh, first through music and then through starting a coaching company has really been about being able to be who exactly I am, being in integrity while navigating the terrain of having a business and being an entrepreneur. Right. You know, this entrepreneurial mindset, there are scads and scads of book about that and, and things that I call hustle porn. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Hustle porn is exactly what the opposite of what this book is. So, yeah, absolutely. So we needed something like this. And so the soul sourced entrepreneur, why did you call it that? And what does that mean to you? That is such a good question. We went back and forth with the publishing company about that because they were kind of like, oh, that's just something very weird and that we don't know. And and every time I talked about it, though, I could not get away from the fact that what soul sourced means is that to your core, you are letting your business, you're letting your business be the playground for your own soul's expansion. And I don't pretend to know like exactly what everybody thinks about when they think about the term soul. So it doesn't necessarily have to equate with a spiritual practice. But what I've learned from coaching thousands of entrepreneurs now over the last 12 years is that the most rewarding business success comes from somewhere deep within and it comes authentically and with a eye on the expansion of the person who's running the business. And so when you said, what does it mean to me? I I call it a new class of entrepreneur who is this reader. And so it's a unconventional and field tested success plan as the subtitle says, and it honors intuition, it honors sensitivity and creativity all as assets not as liabilities like so many of us are taught in the business world. And then the end result for my clients and for me is a foundation of confidence and clarity and an exponentially successful business that's very based in what we're radiating today, which is realness and uniqueness, if that all makes sense. Oh, it totally makes sense. And, you know, it's so funny because I, you know, being an entrepreneur myself, I know a lot of female entrepreneurs and it seems to describe most of us perhaps not all but most of us and if we're familiar with the terms like indigo generation crystal generation rainbow diamond platinum it is so a crystal construct from what it from what it sounds like connected being um spiritually inquisitive spiritually connected being very intuitive Yeah. And that doesn't, yeah. And that doesn't mean that there isn't a left brain and strategic side to it, as you know. And the book is based on the premise that there are, I, I teach my clients that there are two tracks to every business. There is the strategy track, like Every business needs to have a strategy track. And that means everything that we typically equate with business, which is your systems, it's your sales, it's your marketing, it's your team, your client onboarding processes, all the stuff that everyone thinks about with business. But where this book was born was the fact that once I started working with clients, I started to teach them 
there's not just a strategy track. There's this other track and it's called the soul track. And what that is, is that's all that, um, even Tom Peters had a name for it. He called it soft is hard, meaning it's the soft stuff that actually is creating the hard results. Although we like to think that's all strategy track. It's the soft stuff that is where your obstacles are, where your mindset blocks are, where maybe you had trauma in your past or you have messaging around money, like healers can't make money or shouldn't make money. And so all of that stuff is what I call the soul track of business. And what started happening was as I coached people and grew that message, people came to me constantly and said, my clients did and said, why aren't you teaching this publicly? Why don't you talk about this? Because this is where all our growth has come from. And that started me writing the book about five years ago, actually. But, but yes, a lot of people know that the strategy has to be there, but they also want to make space for the side that is hard to articulate and is not linear and somehow feels mystical and magical, but it isn't once you start navigating it. So it it is, it's a very different message for any business book that's out there while remaining true to the ideas, all the, all the stuff you have to do when you have a business. Mm-hmm. Right. Because those, those things do matter, but you know, for myself as well, I was a creative, I was an you know, a word editor with Hallmark and with a publishing publishing company before then. And uh, after, you know, the second layoff, I just said, I'm going to do what I want to do, but did not have any of those skills, the budgets and the business proposal and things like that. So, um, yeah, but it almost feels forced and it feels unnatural. So I love that you're writing this for the people who are like that, where we recognize that we need those things, but it does not feel as natural. And it's the people, I always say you start off with an idea, not with a plan, because like you just said, they're there's often a catalyst that sends somebody into their business and that catalyst sends them into that creative zone. And then they'll meet your typical business strategist who says, you got to have a plan. And most of us go, oops, (laughs) I must've forgotten that part. And so you have to, you realize that, you know what, that idea driven part of you is really your, your entire reason why you're successful. It's just a matter of learning how to understand the rest of you in relation to the, you know, the necessarily left brain linear world of having a business. Right. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, of course I like to outsource those type of things, the left brain stuff, but this book definitely talks about both. And, and uh, I appreciate that such, um, you know, the, the chapters in your book are so helpful so the strategy and soul and then initiating in, intention um, and you've got kind of the, the the traditional chapter titles such as eight guidelines for blah 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 but your eight guidelines are for the soul track yeah. <laughs> right and managing power interpreting our experiences navigating decisions I mean these are very practical things but from a um, more right brain, right brain approach. Um, yeah. Well, the way here's how I put it. Um, so the whole book 
is based on something that I teach my clients, which is this this one little mantra we say all the time, which is I'm in. And the book is broken down into four sections based on that little mantra. And I'm in is sort of the ultimate place of being very, very present to this thing you've created called your business. And a lot of times, especially people who are a little more sensitive, they want to avoid things like the marketing or the money, or like you said, you outsource a lot of stuff, but you can outsource, but you still have to be in, meaning you still have to lead this thing. And I've had clients say to me things like, well, I just want to be doing this stuff and let my team be over there doing that stuff. And when they do that, they're sort of turning their back to what over there is. And I taught them that you got to be in, and that means you really have to turn and you face this thing. And so I'm in became an acronym for first initiating intention. That's the first I, and that's where everything starts is with your intention. And I teach intention a little differently than your typical business you know, strategist or success guru, you know, the walk across coals and shout your goals and set up your resolutions for the year. It's very, very different when you initiate an intention from a deep place. And then the M for in I'm in is for managing power, as you said. And why that became so important is because we've all been taught that it's great to initiate intention and that everything will manifest when you do. But what I have found is that Oftentimes you initiate intention and it's like planting a seed. And so when you plant a seed, the first thing that comes up is not the intention or the the manifested desire or the sprout. When you plant the seed, the first thing that comes up is the dirt. And so what I teach my clients is that managing your power means you need to be able to understand how to move that dirt out of the way and how to be able to spot what's dirt and what's the, man, the, the intention coming into light in a way that might you might not have recognized it. And so you have initiating intention, then you manage power. And once you start in that and you start understanding who you are and being real with it all and not getting so scared... We also move into the second I, which is interpreting experiences. And what that means in business is that everybody likes to think of business as a numbers game. And I don't look at business as a numbers game. I look at it as an interpretation game. So you get all these numbers and you get all these conversion rates and you get all these things thrown at you and you, the entrepreneur, needs to understand how to interpret things because we as sensitive people tend to just interpret things as that was good and that sucked (laughs) and then and that hurt or whatever it might be and so learning how to interpret means learning how to frame things from the perspective of your intention and so i teach people interpretation traps and where people tend to get all caught up in their ego or also caught up in ways they've been maybe um not taught correctly about business and then the final N in I'm in is for navigating decisions, as you mentioned already. And this is where once you've you've gotten into the swing of being able to manage your power and interpret, decision making is what I call intention with legs, meaning there's got to be a point where each of us isn't just standing in the playground of intention, we actually have to make a decision to put our weight behind this thing we're supposedly committed to. Like for you, it was when you started your business at all and started going and getting a client 
and standing up for what you believed in or putting your message out there. That can be enormously terrifying for a lot of people, being seen and asking for money. And so the decision, the power of commitment and decision is something I bring to the forefront that entire section. Oh, and that's wonderful. And sometimes, you know, we take for granted, those of us who are okay with making decisions, we take for granted that it doesn't necessarily come easily to everybody. No. Where where do we where do we kind of stop ourselves when making decisions for our business? So, um, like I said, I call decisions intentions with legs. And what that means is, first off, you have to understand that the way intention manifests is not always wrapped up like a little package delivered to your door. Intention often manifests in uh, both challenges and in opportunities. And so what we, the first thing we need to do is we see each, each item, whether it's a challenge or an opportunity, we want to like link back to our interpretation skill and see how does this relate to my intention? And then the other key thing is to anchor to that intention and make the decision in what I call a future-based sort of a decision versus fear-based, meaning like right now in this time in our culture, it's so easy to say everything's collapsing, everything's falling apart, the world's going to hell, who knows what's going to happen, and then just sort of constrict and collapse in on yourself, whereas future-based decisions mean calling yourself up and toward your intention and having the faith and the trust to move toward that with each decision. Right. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And so <clears throat> you mentioned that you were a musician, a creative type. So when did you decide you needed to step into this entrepreneurial space and how did that happen? Well, I think all artists are entrepreneurs, whether you're musicians or artists or whatever. And that was one of the hardest lessons I got as a musician because I... Um, I just did a podcast episode on my own podcast uh, about this, but um, I have a podcast called The Soul Sourced Business, and I did a podcast on something I call the eight weights. And these are ways that we wait before we'll take action. And one of those weights is what I was really trapped in, which was waiting for rescue. Meaning when I was a musician, I thought that I would just get signed by a major label or signed by a manager or agent who would take care of all of the whatever business I needed to take care of. And what I didn't realize was that the biggest gift about being a musician, because I ended up releasing seven CDs and a DVD on my own record label, and I just officially became an indie musician. One of the biggest gratitudes I have was that I did not get rescued because I had to become an entrepreneur as an artist, even though I didn't want to. And so I didn't actually um, just st suddenly start a coaching company. What happened was, is that I would perform later on when I started getting very, very um, tuned into the fact that I had a business and I started understanding my message and I was working with a coach, people started coming up to me after my shows and saying, I want to do what you're doing, but in my business or in my dream, how do I, how do I follow my dreams like you? What do I do? And I started to take people backstage as I was packing up. I'd be like, hold on, let me finish signing CDs. Let's go backstage. We'll talk. And I didn't really know it, but I was coaching people. And then I I created, I started these retreats 
in here in Asheville in the mountains, teaching people about how to follow their dreams and how to do what I did. And and then those grew into an online program. And this was all still while I was playing music. And then I released my last CD in 2010. At the same time, I started this company. And I just said, this is going to be it. I'm going to make this move. And I, I took the leap because I realized so many people were wanting this information and were asking me to help them that I just saw it as the calling that it was. And I moved into doing this and I let go of music full, you know, and fully and started in on this. But the skill sets I used for music helped me grow this company pretty quickly because we went to, we went to, it turned into a million dollar company within the first year and a half, I think, and then grew into multi-million pretty quick. And it was just a lot because I was able to stand in the power of what I'm now teaching people. Right, right. And so this this company that you founded, you so you do or you did, you know, travel and and do workshops. Of course, mm-hmm. COVID has probably put the kibosh on that. <laughs> yeah, well, we've always done a lot of virtual work because I have clients from all around the world. Yeah. So, but we were doing four events here a year in Asheville and they were always great. And this year, yes, we just finished last week. We just did our very first Zoom based retreat and it was 500 people for three days on Zoom. And it was absolutely a blast. We had people at the end of that retreat not want to close down Zoom. They didn't want to leave the energy of the retreat behind. So it worked. It was just, it it took us a lot of work to get to where that we we could host that many people and do it because it was, it was global for us. A lot of people to host. Yeah. For three days. Right. Oh, that's wonderful. And now you've got this book out. Yeah. Entrepreneur. And so this is basically the, it sounds like this is the message that you've been putting out just encapsulated. Yeah, it is. And I mean, that's, uh, it's funny, putting this out there has been um, almost as scary as putting out my first CD the first time I did, because it really is, it's something that I, I took a long time to write it. I didn't, you know, get a ghostwriter. I didn't do one of those programs where you, you know, speak into a microphone and someone writes your book for you in two weeks. I, I really, really wrote this book. And so it was a very vulnerable, it's a vulnerable thing that it's out in the world, but it, it did really, it's done really well in the, it's not even been out a month yet, but it's done very, very well. And so we're, we're super pleased um, on my team and I'm, I'm really thrilled too. That is thrilling. Yeah. The publisher is Bella uh, ben Bella Books. Yes. Which um, I'm sure that they do some um, other really wonderful soul-based type of, of work as well. And so um, any plans to have another book out there? Oh, goodness. <laughs> you know, I've helped um, I, many of my clients have become best-selling authors. And whenever they finish their first book, they always say to me, never again. I'm never writing another book. And it's so funny because they always go on to write second, third books, et cetera, et cetera. And for me, I get it now. I'm like, no, never again. I'm not going to write another book. But um, I don't know. I I really, I live what I teach. And that that idea of soul source for me is that when you are called, when you're really tuned in and you're called, those ideas come and they kind of 
hold you until you write them or until you do them. And I'm sure you've experienced that of just like, you go do this thing. And I know that if that's meant to happen, it will happen. I'm sort of letting, letting this guide me for right now. And right now we're, you know, we're starting up a new mastermind on January 1st. And I'm really excited for our clients that I'm starting to work with. So my whole focus is on serving them at this point. Yeah. So you're starting the new mastermind. That's exciting. Yeah. So I, when the people who came to the retreat that we just hosted, um, some of them signed up and we'll be, we'll be working deeply with them and my coaches. And it's, it's a, it's a intense year long experience. So it's really wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh my gosh. I'm just looking at your website now, uh, Christine Kane. Dot com. That's K-A-N-E, ChristineKane.com. Um, you've got so I don't see your workshops listed though. Yeah, I do. I mostly just um email people. I don't do a lot of um one of the ways I coach my clients is that I don't put it all out there like it's a big, you know, here's I, you know, here's the brochure with the jazz hands and all that stuff. I let people, I really want people to be in relationship with me first. And so when they get on the email list or they sign up for something that like maybe I'm doing a webinar, that that's the way I look at it is that it begins our relationship. And that way they can, you know, self-select as they stay in relationship with me or come to a, you know, buy my book or whatever it might be, as opposed to just, here's all my stuff. <laughs> figure out what you want. And I like to let people sort of breadcrumb their way to me rather than fire hose stuff at them, if that makes sense. Oh, it completely does. It does. And even on your on your website, just the home page, there's so much information. There's great resources. You do have an ebook out, The Turbulent Times Guide to Resilience, which, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, 2020 is a turbulent time. Yeah, I... I I put that out in April, right when all this started happening for people who were um, really struggling in their business and and feeling really scared. So I put that out there. Yeah. And then you've got some great blog posts uh, out there, non-judgy ideas for uncertain times. I love that. <laughs> well, there's a lot of... Yeah. A lot of judgment out there right now. So it, is. it kind of seems to be the, uh, the cousin of uh, hustle porn. Exactly. Just to have an opinion and throw it out there. I actually call it opinion porn. So I have a similar thing than you because I think I look at opinions as just these little water bugs on the surface of our psyche. And we all think they mean so much. And we throw them out there as if they are something. But if we give ourselves time to let them go and go a little deeper, we discover back to our word for, for this episode, radiating realness, we discover that what's real is so much deeper and more valuable than a single opinion about someone or something or some behavior or whatever we feel the need to get snarky about or judge ourselves about or judge someone else about. And now I just wanted to send a shout out to some of our supporters, Julian, John, James, Marissa, Charlotte, Pauline, Becky, and Louise. Thank you all so much for keeping this podcast going. If you'd like to support this podcast too, please hit the like, follow, or subscribe button, or give us five stars or a positive review wherever you're listening and share this with your friends. You can also subscribe to Radiate You, our 
private Facebook group for bonus content, including classes and meditations. Another way to support our podcast is to go to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash podcast and click on the Donate Now button. However you support us, we greatly appreciate it, and thanks for listening. You know, I know many people, myself included, that you're going along, things are going well, you're, you're in the flow, you're in the group, and then someone gives you an opinion, perhaps warranted, perhaps unwarranted, but it can throw you off. And it's like, okay, this is an opinion that totally. is not in flow with what I'm doing. And so yeah. you know, so many <laughs> entrepreneurs look at that opinion and go, okay, well, I need to change everything. Yeah. Right. So that phenomena right there, that if anyone experiences that, that would be who my book is written for. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about is the ways we all get derailed from our truth and who we are in our, in our business and in our work. Right. All and right. then how to hold that, like how to manage your power so that it doesn't get shot out to every opinion or everything or every idea or every rabbit hole and really like call your power back to you constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's holding on to that power and not letting, um, you know, if you get 10 bad reviews, then maybe there's something to look at, but it will one, one bad opinion. Uh, and which one do we all focus on? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you do a talk, you get for 50 people and you get 48 raves and two people didn't like it. Where, where's your evening spent? <laughs> where's where your energy going that evening? That's the big question for anyone. And, and that's that secretly sensitive part that no one wants to admit that. But how do you live in this world that is so filled with opinion porn and be able to stay the course and be able to hold true and, and understand who you are, who you truly are and the service that you deliver and all those kinds of parts and pieces of, of doing what you love or making money doing what you love or creating a business, whatever it might be for, for whoever's listening right now. Right. Um, and talk to me a bit about the secretly sensitive side of this. I have my own ideas of what that means, but what does the, the secretly sensitive mean to you? Well, I think it's ultimately where our true power lies. But um, what's funny about that line is that when I was creating the subtitle for this book, the number of people who either pushed up against that or said, that's not me or, and the, you know, that's not what no business owner will admit to that. But when, and one publisher rejected the book based on it. Um, But when I put that out there on my Facebook page and I asked people about it because when the, when the book came out, I made a fuss about it. And the number of people who raised their hands in comments who were like, that's me. Oh my God, that's me. And what it really means is that creative anyone who's creative and starts a business, whether you call yourself self-employed or a company owner or whatever, you, you can't be creative and you can't be a good marketer unless you're sensitive because that, that empathy is what makes you a good marketer. That empathy is what makes you be able to have a message at all. It's just a matter of how to navigate a world where it's okay to be sensitive. And you might call it secretly, or you might not feel like it's secret. But instead of making it a uh, making yourself a diva, or making it something that's a you know a problem, right. how do you just simply be real? Of yeah, um, I I am that. I am sensitive and that's, you know, being undefended, 
I love that term, that word, undefended, open-hearted, and still be kicking ass at business. <laughs> How do you do that? Absolutely. So. Um, boy, I can I can name about ten or twenty women that this <laughs> soul sense yeah. entrepreneur. Um, awesome. You know, I Christmas I'm, gifts Christmas or Hanukkah New gifts. gifts. <laughs> right. New Year's gifts. Yes, New Year's gifts. Yeah. Oh, that is wonderful. And so um, your website, well, I want, want to talk about your, your blogs and your programs and everything, but I also want to talk about your podcast. Of course, you know, we're on a podcast now and I love that. So the programs that you do, so do you tend to do like um, retreats two, three times a year? Like what is your, what is your flow like? So, well, it's obviously it's changed quite a bit with the COVID thing, but what we what I just finished was an all, you know, what we did was um, if you go to soulsourcedbook.com, that's where my book is, you'll probably still see what we did. Whereas anyone who bought a hardback copy of the book could come to that retreat. And we had, we made, like I said, we make people jump through hoops because I wanted only committed people in the room. And we did have that, like no one left. Like we had those 500 people on there the whole time. And um, so we had about a thousand people sign up for the retreat. And then as I asked for more information, because I do applications and that kind of thing, people would drop off. So that's why we ended up with that number of 500. But that was our first time doing something like that virtually. But in the coming year, the way I set my my world up for my clients is we do four, we're doing four virtual retreats this year. And it's one per quarter for this year-long program. And the reason I do one per quarter is because it is so easy for us, especially being sensitive, to get thrown off. Whether it's you go to some conference and someone's offering some new free CRM or software or shopping cart or, or someone else says you should do launches or you should do webinars, you should do this. We go down these rabbit holes and we forget who we are as business owners or we let opinions and drama take us off course. And so I set it up that we have a regular check-in every quarter, no matter what. And then I also, you know, so those are our, that's our retreat schedule this year. And then I'll do side things like I'm doing a, in January, I'm going to be doing a Enneagram and the Entrepreneur, just a, a two-day right, I... thing on that because it matters if you have a business to know who you are as a Enneagram number. And I use it a lot in my coaching, but I'm going to, I do little things like that throughout the year. And if, if somebody does want to find out, they can get on my website and sign up for something on there. And I do a regular email when my, every week when my podcast comes out, so they'll get those updates on any kind of event I'm doing. Okay, good. Yes. Cause um, it would be helpful to know where, you know, when and where the, the, these workshops are on the retreat. So it sounds like if we get on your email list, then we get all the information we need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I don't, I don't spam and I don't bombard and it's mostly just, here's the new podcast and then I'll let you know if I'm doing an event. Perfect. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. So talk to me about the podcast because <laughs> I am a podcast addict. Oh, great. Well, mine's pretty new. I started um, this year. I've, I'm up to right now, as of this recording, I'm up to 26 episodes Ooh. and um, it's called The Soul Sourced Business. And we have super loyal fans from all over the world. And what I try to do right now is it's not an interview format. It's really 
Um, it's all these strange little angles. I try to make them very bite-sized, the kinds of things that most people don't talk about when it comes to having a business. So there, there are conversations about, you know, different aspects of marketing, but I sort of take the the backdoor approach instead of the usual things that you hear. And I just did a, I just did one on ideal clients, but I give my take on non-ideal clients, toxic clients, and then ideal clients and where it all comes in. So I do every angle from coaching people for 12 years. And I try to think of everything that they've ever brought to me or every, everything they've ever hit me with. It's a hard question. And I try to make it something that's real, real, and and spoken about from the backstage of a business. So it's not just me talking like, oh, I'm on high and lecturing you. I really try to share some of the hard things I've gone through. Right, right. So it sounds like um, a series of classes or talks or even... Yeah, they're about a half hour each and they're just, they're something, you know, something people can absorb in their own time. Obviously, that's what, that's why we love podcasts. And uh, so, yeah, that's, it's the whole soul search, soul sourced thing. Oh, it is. That's wonderful. Um, so yeah, this other website, I'm looking through the soulsourcedbook.com, soulsourcedbook.com. You've got downloadable tools. You've got more information about Yeah, anyone who gets the book gets, um, there, there's a whole series of tools that comes with the book. And I give, I just send people there to get their downloads of those tools. But yeah, you can grab them. I don't know if they'll make any sense if you don't have the book in front of you, but they might. They might. Yeah. At least a good way to take a look at the book and see what's see what it's about. Get a look and a feel. You've got some excellent reviews, some yeah. wonderful advanced reviews of this book. And again, it's only been out about a month, right? Yeah, a little less than a month. Yeah, you've got some fantastic blurbs from hip hop artists and music chief music officers, um, different coaches and writers and just top-notch uh, kind words about the book and about your work. This is really great. So it's a great resource for you. So um, for anybody who's interested in the Soul Sourced Entrepreneur, you've got a couple of couple of different great websites. I'll put them in the show notes. Thank you. So that, oh, of course. And uh, also the podcast, because I want to give a sh- out a shout to podcasters. Um yeah. Um, what else do you think is important to talk about that maybe we haven't mentioned or you don't want anybody to forget about? Oh, in terms of, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that I see right now is that there is a lot of um, fear in our world and um, given what's going on. And so rather than like promote more stuff about me, I'd rather focus on your listener and, and talk about like right now, I think one of the, one of the key superpowers that we are, those of us who are more soul sourced, I will call it. Cause I know we talked about who your, who your listeners are. And I would call that the soul sourced approach for anybody, whether they have a business or whether they're out there working is I think we're there's a certain amount that each of us is being called. Like, what are you being called to do right now? And what I've seen more than anything is really called to have a lot of faith and trust in you and in your heart and let your life be teaching you as opposed to waiting for the world 
to get more normal or people to stop being bitches or whatever else we see out there. You know, we just want everyone to stop all this noise, but it's not going to happen. And so it's a kind of a, my call to everyone, I guess, where I would where I would leave this would be to really step into your own trust in yourself. And really to see, ask yourself, what am I being, how am I being called to expand at this time in our, on our planet? How am I being called to expand? Because I think it's a really deep question that instead of waiting for the world to change back to normal or to something different, really asking how, you know, what is, what is being expanded in you? Whether you lost a job, whether you are struggling with a family that's divided politically and all those, all these things can really bring up a tremendous amount inside of ourselves. And I think it's, it could be an opportunity for every one of us. And we, we, you know, this, it's just, I think it's good to be reminded. (laughs) It is good to be reminded, right? You, when this whole thing started and people were experiencing the first wave of lockdowns, um, you know, my guides talked to me about this. I said, give me some perspective. I, I just need to know about this. And they said, well, you're being called to go inside your four walls, but you need to go inside. This is an opportunity that everyone co-created because we were going along in such a way that it was not sustainable. And mm. so, you know, our, our guides, our helpers, the other, the greater part of us just said, y'all need to slow the F down. <laughs> so you've created a situation where you have to. Yeah, and many of my clients, they actually used the the quarantine and the slowing the F down to get very, very clear on what their business was all about, what their work was all about. They let go of team that wasn't working. They let go of office space. I did the same thing. I was just, it just, everything started to come into perspective in terms of what mattered. And I started a, I started an initiative in my company. We called it Extreme Client Care. And so we just leaned in and we just, I was, I was there available on office hours once a week. I just made myself open to our clients for anything that was coming up to them. And I just got very, very clear on what mattered, what mattered most. And it, it was a lot about the relationships we have with each other, how clear we communicate with each other, not tolerating. One of my favorite questions to ask my clients is what are you no longer willing to tolerate? Because mm-hmm. we like to think all about being nice because we're all connecting, but it's not. It's about being clear and who, about who we are and how we're here to serve. And I think it the great gift of this is that it cuts away the extraneous crap that so many of us just sort of did because, well, it seems like a good thing. And now we really get clear on who we are. Yeah. Oh, I think that's beautiful. And it, a soul-sourced approach to it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's See, a- you're catching on. <laughs> well, this approach just makes so much sense because, you know, we're so, um, so many in the entrepreneurial world are very earth-based, earth-focused. This is here and now, and there's really, all I can see is what's ahead of me. But those of us who are soul-based, soul-sourced, mm-hmm. we do understand and, and fulfill a bigger picture. And that's what the driving force is. And so, yeah, it's just a, a soul sourced full picture way to look at this COVID pandemic. I love that. Yeah. I love that, that you're able to bring that to your clients and, um, you know, just use this time to our advantage. Right. Yes. Wonderful. So you've got a big mastermind coming up soon. Is it yeah. too late to sign up? 
Oh, um, well, typically people, um, I like for people to get to know me a little bit. What I would say would be the Enneagram and the Entrepreneur would be a great place to start doing that. And that's going to be happening in January. And my mastermind clients will be at that, but um, that would be a great place to start. And the mastermind, if people want to know more about how I do that and a little bit more about the programs, they can write in um, at info, like information, but info at, and my company's name, well, we haven't really talked about it, but it's Uplevel, all one word, Uplevel, com. So the, I don't have that site right now because we've been, re, you know, part of the COVID thing is we've been re uh, kind of shifting what the company is and what our messaging is, but Upleveling has been all of what started it and uh, the, the upward spiral that we're all making as we evolve and grow and shed things that held us back. And so up-leveling has been a big word for me and, uh, and for my clients as well. So info at uplevelu.com will get, you know, if somebody has a question, well, my team is very, very present. Right. right. Well, it sounds like the first step is to go to christinecane.com, sign up for the yeah. email list. Or go to soulsourcedbook.com and grab the tools, take a look and see if it feels good, get the book. You can get it at Amazon. You know, there's so many different ways. But if it feels compelling, I would say just check with your heart, see if it feels right. And you're on all the socials. Yes. Twitter and Instagram and all of that good stuff. So no excuse for not being able to find you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. You're very good at promoting those sorts of things. That's great. I'm I'm terrible at that, but yes, it's Christine Kane, K-A-N-E, like Citizen Kane. Of course. Of course. Well, Christine, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been an absolute pleasure. I cannot wait to read this book cover to cover. Of course, I just got it in the mail yesterday. So um, I can't wait to sit down and, and devour it. Christy, I really appreciate the work you're doing and and what you're doing with your own business and your own heart and soul. So thank you. Thank you for stepping away from your job and doing something you love doing because we're all the benefactors of that choice. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you so much. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.